GodzillaMedia.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock the Dino 9, GameZilla. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the GameZilla Media Studios, my co-host, my producer, the audio whiz kid, the Dead Eye Knight. You can't stop me from being blazes. That's why I said the whiz kid. The whiz kid. I like it. I like it. And that was from our Twitch pre-show where I confessed to urinating on the side of Grimm's house a week or two ago. Yeah. Yep. Right where my dogs hang out. If you miss the pre-show on Twitch or Patreon, you are missing out on some solid gold. I'm just saying. This is true, but... Oh, maybe that was after the actual pre-show. But, but enough about my piss wall. Let's move into episode 278 of the GameZilla Podcast, brought to you by our supporters at patreon.com backslash GameZilla Media. All right, you got to go there. You got to support us. We need you to financially contribute to the success, growth, life, and existence of the GameZilla Podcast. And guess what? Your patronage can start as as low as $1 per month for uh, special perks and then hey you get exclusive a- access to podcasts that aren't available anywhere else they're not on our website they're not on spotify or stitcher or itunes they're only at patreon.com slash gamezilla media and uh each show from the gamezilla media network has a special exclusive patreon show so head over there start your patreon today support us so we can continue to exist and uh to everyone who is currently a pa- patron thank you so much yeah, and before we get into the show, we have uh, another special announcement that Deadite's going to uh, get into. So take it away, buddy. All right. Listen. I'm listening. Coming up in just a couple weeks, October the 5th. It is a Saturday in Southeast Michigan. The greatest gaming event of the season is upon us. It's the Morelli Video Gaming Tournament, and uh, it's taking place in Westland uh, at a v- at the VFW Post. We have all the information you need to know at GameZillaMedia.com slash MVGT. It's $10 to play, and guess what? The proceeds from this tournament are going to the Michigan Humane Society, and it's... Um, it's not like you're coming and you're playing a Call of Duty tournament or a Smash tournament. This is a gamer's tournament because the glitch puts it together and he tests all aspects of your gaming ability because you have no idea what video games you're going to play. You're going to see some of your favorites and you're going to see games you've never knew that they existed slash you cannot believe someone actually made them and it's placed in front of you to test your gaming aptitude. Again, $10 entries fees. Of course, there's there's prizes to be won. There are raffles that you can you can buy raffling tickets and all the proceeds are going to the michigan humane society uh so registration you have to register by october the third so go to gamesillamedia.com go to the morelli video gaming tournament sub page and uh we're we can't wait to see there i love i love it glitch puts these on twice a year and they're two of my favorite days of the year for sure 
Yeah, I mean it's a great it's a great event for a great cause, and the the unique the unique thing about the the event is that, like you said, it's different every time. So even if you won it all last time, the, you know you're you're going through an entirely different gauntlet this time, and so it's uh it's a lot of fun. There's always a couple games that get pulled out of just out of nowhere that you're like, what am I about to play here? Um, so I just. Yeah, it's it's a blast. I uh, can't wait to attend yet another one, and I've had some decent runs. I've I've yet to win one, go all the way and win. I've uh, made it to the finals, so I would really like to uh, maybe make this my first uh, championship, my first time on the gold trophy. I'm thinking I'm not even gonna try this time. I'm just gonna drink, and someone will have to drive me home. You're, that's a good that's a good uh, good strategy as well. So there is beer. Yeah, so. Hey, thank you, Would You Kindly BMC, for subscribing with Twitch Prime for 19 months. Woo! That's a streak. My goodness. Thank you. If uh, you're wondering what's going on and you're listening to this podcast, we are live every Monday night on twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media. So swing by, say hi, and uh, hashtag real fan to BMC there. All right. I think it's time to get into the news. Yeah, we're doing things a little bit different today, but let me go ahead. And roll our news intro. Mm-hmm. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching GameZillaMedia.com. Downloading headlines. What about this monster story of yours? Download. All right, news is a little bit different today. Can so we at least say news with quotation marks? It's kind news. of news. I mean, it's news. We're talking about new games that have just recently come out. But, I mean, you know, a lot of times we talk about just uh, what's going on in the industry, what IGN's reporting, what's Kotaku reporting, Polygon, uh, all those places. So today, though, there's a lot. There's been a lot going on that we personally have been experiencing, and we just decided we wanted to make a show built around that because there's not a ton going on in the actual industry, not a lot of cool news topics that we're like, yeah, let's let's talk about this. So we came up with the idea that Gears Five just recently came out. And so, and Borderlands just came out. So we uh, are both fan. We're fans of both of these games. Last week, I got to talk a little bit about Gears, but it was brand new. I hadn't gotten very far, and it was more or less just talk about like the new system that I got and things like that. But I wanted to kind of go spend a little bit of time on both games and just uh, you know talk about the launch, the experience, and and, and our overall feelings. Borderlands, obviously, we're going we're gonna to do Borderlands second, and we're going to start with Gears 5. We've already talked about Gears 5, and, and maybe it's um, we've talked about some of its rough issues at launch, things like that, so we're not, that's not going to be the focus point. The focus point, and this is, this is spoiler-free, so if you're listening, we're not going to spoil anything. Uh, we, got, we got the uh, video producer here, Player One Miggy, who has yet to beat the game, so... I didn't want him to uh, get mad at me, and, and so we're not even going to attempt to do a spoiler show. What I might do later on this week is actually do a vlog on GameZillaMedia.com to talk about like my feelings on the story and, and everything. So I can't. And usually, Miggy would be the would be the badass that edits my video for me and makes me look good. But I can't even have him do that. So it's probably going to be like the most generic edit you've ever seen. But at least I can get it out that way, because I know there's several people that have been messaging me 
through Discord and stuff that have also finished the game and they wanted my thoughts on things. So um, I'd like to kind of bundle that up into a video, maybe with some, maybe I go back uh, and capture some clips of things and really break it down and talk about one of my favorite franchises ever. So, but uh, Gears 5, it's one of the best experiences that I've ever had with Gears. It's really a true. Like a congratulations to the coalition to really taking gears and making something special. It, I couldn't say that about four. Gears four was was okay. I'm not saying it was horrible, but um, gears five is special. And and that's what I noticed as I was playing through it with friends solo. Didn't you know? I, I just I knew that something was happening here that that was that was special. And and I hadn't necessarily had that feeling. Um, you know, since the original trilogy and really like, you know, Gears 1 it was, it was so unique. And then, but because of it, you built yourself into these characters that you followed for three games and really kind of invested yourself into. So as things happened in the original story, you know, they affected you. And, that, and that's something that it happens every so often. I can sit there and say the new God of War the new Spider-Man um, had moments that emotionally affected me. And it has to really be, it has to really hit home. It has to really be a good story. It has to have characters that, that really grow into something that you, that you don't even realize, but you start to care about. And that's something about a video game that I feel is interesting is that you don't necessarily always gra like grab onto a character because you're emotionally tied to that character. You grab onto a character because they're badass. You grab onto a character because you like the looks of them or you like their weapon or something like that. And Gears is such a gory, you know, extreme game that to sit there and say that you grab onto a character because of their personality and, and uh, you know, the jokes they tell to, you know, to their triumphs, to their failures, and, and all that stuff actually builds a new character is, that's, that's pretty impressive because it doesn't happen every day in a video game. So I, um, I just, you know, I wanted to spend a little bit of time and, and talk about that Gears 5 is, if you haven't beat it yet, please finish it because... It's special. It really is. And it makes it, it's setting us up for what looks like another, you know, like we know we're getting another Gears. And so, I mean, that uh, this new generation, this new group of people that I wasn't sure about, you know, when I played four, I wasn't sure about, you know, the Phoenix family and, and these new characters that, that got added in on four. And, and they just, they weren't, you know, Marcus, they weren't. Uh, Dom, they weren't they weren't these originals, you know. Uh, Coltrane, uh, Bear, um, Baird, they're, 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 like they weren't them. And so for me, it was tough at first. I was like, I don't know. This the coalition comes along, this new developer, um, Cliffy B's gone, and and it's all this shift. And the last shift, if you want to, you know, for me, Microsoft was Halo moving away from Bungie and going to three four three, and I didn't. That never really turned into anything for me. It, it, you know, Halo, Halo became less relevant for me. I'm not saying for everybody, but for me, it just it wasn't the same. And so, the coalition, I have to say, like they've done it. They, they, they. It took a game to kind of set the ground, and they made a, a solid Gears of War four. But five really shows that the coalition knows what they're doing. They added some things to this game that have never been done in a Gears five game. 
that's the biggest spoiler you're going to get from me, that work. They work really well. It makes me want more of this evolution of Gears. And, uh, yeah, I, I've beat, I beat it twice over the weekend. So I beat it with uh, my good friend uh, Owl Zero, and uh, everybody knows him as Jazzy. And this is his first Gears. So I wasn't sure how pulling somebody in right into Gears 5 was going to work. It, it worked perfectly, and to the point where I, I believe his line was, God damn it, Grim. I'm a Gears fan now. And it was because of the story. He got pulled in, and, and you know, that he's, he's a Gears fan. And he's talked about now going back, you know, we have all the original, we have the Game Pass, so we have access to all the games. He, he wants to play through them all. So that's, uh, you know, a little project that we're, that we're thinking about doing. But we, uh, we had fun with that. And then the very next day, the um, God of Games, AJ. Uh, for anybody that's listened to our show for a long time, knows that I've played through every Gears game with with AJ. And so we've played a giant chunk of this game together, and I noticed him online um, the day after I beat it with Jazzy. He was getting near the end. I was like, hey, you, you know, you want me to jump in and, and help and, and work with you on this? We can finish the game together. And, uh, yeah, so we, you know, I beat it a second time. And I think the second time was when I really realized, like, you know, that first time it's all shock. You get a lot of shock of things. Mm-hmm. Story. A lot of twists. Twists. <clears throat> you know, just this things. If you've played Gears, you know there's always some something going on that's, that's bigger than you. Like there's and that's just the scale of this game. It's big. So I'm gonna ask you in a not spoilery way, because I've I've played some Gears multiplayer, but I've never played story in Gears. But I remember you telling me what the twist was at at the end of four. Is the twist at the end of five as big or bigger than that? The twist in this game is, yeah, it's bigger. Cool. Yeah, cool. it's bigger. Because, again, I don't know a lot about Gears, but you just telling me the, about the story at the end of 4, I was like, man, that sounds like that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I want to get more into it, and maybe maybe this is really going to make a good start point for me me vlogging. You know, I really, yeah. I do really want to get into this, but I don't want to accidentally give anything away. So, but yeah, it's it's really well done, and yes, it. I don't want to say it puts four to shame, but it definitely puts four in its spot. You know, like it, it, like five belongs with the with the, with the originals. Yeah. Um, so that's that's something very impressive to say. Well, that's what you want to do with a sequel. You want to take and build on the success that you have, not reinvent the wheel every time. Yeah. And so it seems like four was them laying groundwork for a new generation of gears which yep. makes sense at that point to you know for the studio to to take it and you know the coalition make it their own and go forward yeah and they were smart to then also like you know the the originals are still in it you know mm-hmm. and and I'm referencing 4 so again not not trying to spoil anything out of 5 but like you know your your original cast is still there just as a support role now you know so like that was it was a smart move that they didn't just try to jump too far ahead where you couldn't necessarily still have them in the story and it, it allowed you to balance things and and pass the torch right yeah. so i feel like they passed the torch in 4 and it was like yeah okay i get it i'm not in love with it but i get it but i fell in love with it in 5 so yeah 
that's basically where I'm going to leave keep my Gears 5 reaction. Uh, like I said, I beat it twice. Um, I'm not done with the game. I'm going to go back through, finish all my collectibles. I've, I've offered to help Miggy here finish the game. I've played Act 2. I'm not going to say what Act 2 is, but I've played Act 2 five times. Nice. And it's fun every time. That's what tells me I'm playing something, that you got something special happening here. So, um, yeah, I really recommend it. And I know there's some people like uh, like Invalid, for example, who got kind of upset with the game because of the bugginess at launch. The patches have cleaned it up and really don't give up on this game because you're going to miss out on an experience. And that's something that, that I can't say about every game I play is that th- this is an experience. Now, in the Games Little Podcast channel, in our Discord, we, we mentioned, hey, just so everyone knows, we're going to be talking a lot of Gears and we're going to be talking a lot of Borderlands today. So, you know, throughout there, hey, if anyone has any questions that they want us to discuss on the show today, hey, go ahead and shoot us an email. And Xander, who's one of the hosts of The Legend of Retro, uh, wrote up uh, some of his thoughts that he's been having and wanted to know, wh- you know, what your thoughts are on those. So, Is it spoiler free? Uh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say there were any spoilers in here. Okay. All right. <clears throat> So, this is coming from Xander. It's a lengthy email, and I'm bad at reading, so bear with me. Do you want me to read it? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I was practicing when I was over here practice reading it a little bit, because it is lengthy. I mean, I don't want to take this away from you. You want to read it? I don't like reading. Okay. I'm going to read it. Here we go. Good evening, gentlemen and deadite. Thank you. <laughs> I'm playing through Gears 5 for the second time on insane mode and hunting all collectibles. I thought I had it rough on my initial co-op to solo playthrough. I'm currently halfway through Act 2, and I'm still encountering a ton of bugs, glitches, etc. On top of dying a whole lot, most, most frustrating is the disappearing collectible thing. I pick up a collectible, I die, and at the following, um, in at the following checkpoint, I, relo- I reload and lose credit for the collectible, and the collectible is no longer on the map. I'm also playing with the achievement tracker up, and noticing I'm not getting credit for certain tasks. Executing 100 rejects is the one I should have gotten by now. Not to mention the achievement for completing the game didn't pop for me until I finished the Act 2 of, cha- of Chapter 2. Maybe Chapter 2 of Act 2 is what you meant. Apparently playing on co-op didn't count. The amount of issues I'm finding with, the, with little to no effort almost makes it feel like nothing but multiplayer was play-tested. I don't have to remind you that this was a highly anticipated AAA game, so my question to you is this. When is the last time a AAA title that wasn't exclusively multiplayer had such an awful launch? I love Gears and really enjoyed the game, but all the issues are making it really hard to give it the attention I normally give to the series. Legend of Retro Rules, Heart Xander. I wasn't going to read that last part. Well, you know. Um... The last, well, let, let me tackle this first. Is that yes? There's there's a lot of uh, a lot of bugs for a AAA first party game that's not typical of. I mean, Gears Four didn't have this. You know, Gears Four didn't play was a lot better than this. Owl Zero in the in the in the chat nailed it. It's Anthem, yeah. and, and Anthem on a much worse scale though. I mean, way worse. Uh, but but yeah, I mean. I can't even argue that the, the the last game I played that was this that, that had problems major problems Anthem. Before that, 
I don't know. I mean, No Man's Sky was a giant, giant dumpster fire. But yeah, Anthem has to be it. God, have that you, game. Have you experienced any of these collectible issues, or have you run into those sort of things? I guess, so my first playthrough, I was able to achieve uh, 80% of collectibles, which is pretty good. And, and there's a lot of collectibles in this game. So, um, But to be fair, did I only get 80% because some of them didn't count? I guess I didn't. I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. You know, so uh, you know, he's going through now trying to clean up, like like I said, I'm going to. So that's when you're going to mo- notice this more when you're like, all right, I'm missing. I think I'm missing uh, 19, 16 collectibles. Mm-hmm. So as I go through and I'm like, cool, I got this one. If it doesn't show up in the collection, then then I have a problem. You know, then, then yeah, I, I could see that being um, being an issue. But I don't know. Um you know, Anthem is such it was such on a different level and such a disappointment out the gate where this is still like through all these issues, I still loved this game. So that's so it's so different because Anthem was really a a failure on all levels. That uh, you know, Gears is it hasn't been. And so I don't know. I mean, if if I'm like Xander and I wanna go try to I'm not gonna I'm not gonna perfect this game as far as get the a thousand achievement score because I'm not gonna go through the multiplayer aspect of it and be able to I'm not a high level player of multiplayer when it comes to gears. It's mm-hmm. a very different style of multiplayer and it's not my style, so I don't pretend to be good at it. And because of that, I don't think um I'll be able to achieve it, but I would like to go clean up like my collectibles and and if I could get through an insane run with friends because there's no way you're gonna do it with the AI, at least me. Um, I'd like that'd be cool. I've done it before, but uh, it hasn't bothered me like it's bothered him. Yeah, I've been frustrated, you know, like I don't like getting uh, glitched out of a game and and. You know, having myself get kicked out in the middle of a cutscene and then having to actually replay the mission just to get back to the cutscene. Like, that's probably the most, like, angry I've been about it. But even that, I got through and got over it because the story had, had a hold of me. I was I was driving to find out what was going to happen. So, yeah, it sucked. But at the same time, I was like, don't care. I need to know. Yeah. So, you know... I don't know what to tell you. You know, there's no there's no excuse for coalition. There's no excuse for for Microsoft. I agree that it does feel like, and if you think about it, like our beta tests and stuff that we, that public was public, where all was all multiplayer. So it wasn't. You know, we we didn't get any type of story beta. Doesn't mean closed testing didn't happen. But as far as the, the you know the public stuff. Yeah, you, you didn't get any of it. So, you know, that that feeling is legitimate, at least to us, from a perception side of things. But um, I don't know. I mean, so many games come out nowadays that have, pro- that have a lot of problems that I think, like, we're shocked by this. But at the same time, we keep being shocked by these things that are AAA over and over again. And... When you try to take on a, a project that's uh, you're taking gears and you're building it on a scale that it's never been built on, you're adding extra modes that are that are new to the game, and, and there's just more than ever revolving around this game. 
they you know they bit off a little bit more than they could chew and they weren't ready they weren't 100 percent ready at launch but we can say that about so many games nowadays yeah i mean we're about to talk about borderlands 3 and i'm i'm having problems with borderlands 3 as well it's just again not affecting me personally as to my enjoyment Mm -hmm. but i'm having problems so I don't know. I, I, you can have a story like Anthem, where it's just a, it's a literally just a mess. And you think, you think a company like BioWare and EA are going to fix it, and they, and they can't, almost seems like they can't. To a story like Coalition that has problems, but it doesn't stop me from playing the game like it did Anthem. And I want I had to complete it, and I and I and now I want to play it more, and I want other people to experience it, and I want to have conversation about it. And so, you know, the last game I can think about this, like, yes, I really liked God of War, and, and sure, I talked about it a little bit with some people that beat it, and Spider Man was very special to me. But I haven't had a I haven't had this need to actually like break down the story and talk about relationships and, and things with characters since Breath of the Wild. That's the last game that I can think about going into work every day and sitting down with Deadite and being like, okay, so like, where are you, are you here? Okay, did you do this thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, let's talk about this. Let's break it down. Yeah. Like, I haven't gotten to that level with another game um, like I have uh, with Gears 5 and, and being able to experience it with Jazzy and with AJ, you know, and hopefully um, Miggy and, and I'm down to help invalid because i want everybody to be able to experience this and if they you know like the ai the ai is not the greatest in this game and not the ai generally is but uh it's it, this game definitely is more enjoyable when you play a co-op mm. even even a three player which uh the third player gets, uh is jack the robot it, it's just way better and we've really appreciated bmc stepping into that role and playing playing jack and he's actually had a lot of fun doing it because at first we were worried that it was going to be like a super boring character for people to play yeah but um yeah it's just like when we go away from that and we only have two or i'm playing solo all of a sudden it's like a it is a pretty big difference that uh so the, the multiplayer has been a nice piece so i'm i feel bad for xander i know he's a huge fan of gears true and uh, you know, it, arguably a bigger fan than I am as far as just like completionist and and the things he's been able to do with it, where I'm more or less like give me the story and then I kind of move on. Um, so I feel bad about that, but I also know he's put a lot of hours into it anyways. So I mean, he's fighting through it, and this insane run would be something that would probably would wear on me and if it couldn't get fixed in time what could potentially stop me from completing my insane run but that doesn't that doesn't stop him from beating the game and and doing all the things he has done um and knowing knowing someone like xander um he's going to revisit this game in a year anyways when it has been patched 42 times and and it is at its peak as far as performance wise and he'll play it again because that's that's the type of gears fan that he is so Sorry that you, you know. Sorry, it's a rough launch, but you know what? We we still got a pretty uh, special game here. So, hopefully, you enjoyed it for what it was. Xander hit us with a quick postscript to his question. P.S. How pumped are you for Gen Five Pokemon to hit Pokemon Go? I think you know the answer to that one, Xander. So I think I, you have a sound effect for this one. Uh, you know, I uh, 
because it's Pokemon Go related, we'll give it the fart. But I will say, unpopular opinion, Gen 5 is one of my favorite gens. Uh, it has a few few of the Pokemon that I actually love more than than any others. Uh, spe- specifically, Bear Tick is a Gen 5 Pokemon. I love Bear Tick. So not that it's going to motivate me to play Pokemon Go, but I'm, I'm at least excited that it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't care. I haven't played Pokemon Go in a long time, and I, I don't know. I probably won't go back. But I will say that the Pokemon that you are referencing... Um, bear, bear tick is really cool looking. Yeah, dope polar bear Pokemon. Here's the thing: I like Pokemon, and I like most generations. Um, so that they're adding more to good to go. Good. I, I mean, yeah. I, obviously, I w- I would like most Pokemon games to have pretty much all of them. I guess that's a that's a gotta catch them all. <laughs> it's a soft take. <laughs> I want more Pokemon and more games. I, I, tell me who you don't want. Cut, cut, cut a gen out. Tell me what gen you think is trash. Third gen is trash. <laughs> there you go. I did. Uh, what's this gen coming up? Nine? Eight. It's eight? Eight. Gen eight. <laughs> but cr- Cramorant? Man. Pulte Geist? Man, I, I, I'm, I'm just... I'm just um, being a little bit mean right now, because obviously we got the Corgi Pokemon, which is a big deal for me, and I did get to play a couple... I you know I had a full team when I got to play at PAX West, yeah. and so I got to play a couple that were cool looking. But I mean, initially when we were kind of going through this and we were having and we started to have doubts, it was because also the stuff they were showing us. I'm like, I'm not the starters don't really do it for Swabble? me. And then like they started to release, they started to release these other ones, and I'm like, I don't know, Score Bunny. Yeah, did you know Score Bunny is like a soccer player? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know that until I saw um, somebody cosplay carrying a soccer ball around for three days at PAX West, and I was like, score bunny. I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Got score, it. Scoring goals, and it also scores things like, like fire. Yeah. It's clever. It. It's, it is. It's super clever. <laughs> <laughs> you seem so unimpressed. All right, moving forward, it's time to talk Borderlands. Trays, get myself the horn. You got Borderland music to play. Oh, that is true. I forgot I have this. Yeah. I mean, I totally knew that I had this, and I uh, you're still looking for a button. Yeah, it is. I'm still. It's uh, up there. Yeah, it's uh, in that top row, or maybe. I don't know. It's three. Is it three? No. No, that's not true. Well, well, well now we now we've ruined everything. We ruined that. There goes the hype. Is it not on there anymore? Did you get rid of it or something? I might. I might have got rid of it. Uh, I played it. I played it when you were gone, so that's why I knew it was there. But I don't think I got rid of it in between then and there. Well, I mean, there's not that many on there, and I feel like you've looked through them all already. <laughs> but so. I can't read. This is so hard. <laughs> well, Borderlands. Okay, Borderlands Three. That was. You know what? I want to say that I'm going to edit that out later, but the truth is, I'm not going to edit that out later. That's gonna that's gonna make it into the show. Grim threw me off. Grim probably deleted it, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to tell Deadite there's something there that's not there. We definitely had Borderlands 3 music on there at a point. So you can't find it either, you, you SOB. I'm just trying to read it right now. Yeah, reading's hard. Okay, so let's talk Borderlands 3. We're talking first impressions. We're talking about what Vault Hunter we pr- picked. B. And B. P.L. Oh, that probably stands for Borderlands. Ha <laughs> ha! 
What did you think it said? Bud Light. <laughs> I thought it stood for Bud Light. I'm like, <laughs> you know me. Man, turn that up a little bit more. What are you doing? My goodness. Yeah. Borderlands 3 is finally here. 42 years later, we got Borderlands 3. So, anyways, that took a lot of work to get. You can't delete it now because it's a whole skit. Woo! Love YouTube. Now. Um, yeah, Borderlands 3 came out. It's last... warm under these lights. I'm having yeah. a heat stroke. Bor- Borderlands 3 came out last Friday, and uh, we all picked it up. I had a I had a very unique situation happen. And we, is, that, is that a story you want to tell on the show, or is that a no, story? I'm not, I'm not gonna get into the story. I'm just gonna simply say that I ended up acquiring the game for free. How about that? The, the game, the the, uh, the the Diamond Loot Collector's Edition for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Yeah, I, I, as far as the full details on that one, I'm, right now I'm just uh, I, I'm good with keeping it the way it is. The people that know know, and the and we'll keep it at that. If I decide to share it down the road, cool. But it's something that I don't want to brag about it. Like I don't want to f- come off like I'm bragging about it. Yeah, like, it is what it is, and um, you know. So e- either way, the hands of fate were just upon you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So either way, uh, I picked that up, and it was a GameStop exclusive. Yeah, and it was pretty much a big letdown. You you you. So, you you didn't think it was worth the two hundred and fifty dollar price tag? No, like yeah. I like I told you, yeah, like anybody, none of those collectors anybody that are? anybody. So see, I puffed the brakes there because there are definitely collectors editions that are worth their money. Not a have I ever have I ever point. bought a two hundred and fifty dollar collectors edition? How did you you didn't pay full price for claptrap? Because I remember the claptrap no, edition got dollars. And again, that one had a robotic claptrap in it. Was like $400 I got hundred dollars at its peak. <laughs> That's insane. Four hundred dollars is not worth it. Still no. yeah. nowhere near. But at eighty bucks, it was a steal mm-hmm. because I got the handsome collection and the sweet steel case and all that other stuff plus gentleman claptrap. But this one was the, uh, it was literally the, the loot crate in the game, mm-hmm. the diamond loot chest uh, that's in the game, and it was super cheap. It just was, like, really flimsy and didn't do anything. Like, there's a bunch of buttons on it, because it's, like it's like a musical box. Like, it has XLR ports, it has volume knobs, it has all these things, but none of them, they're just solid, molded on there. Hmm. And so I'm like... It would have been cool if, like, say, it, when you opened it, it made the same sound of when you open a, a chest in the game or something like that. That would, like, just that piece would have been enough to probably, like, make me at least be okay with it. But then the contents that came inside of it were just, they're all knickknacks. It's like, here's five keychains. Here's, uh, here's a cloth map. And it wasn't even a cloth map. Like, I mean, okay, it's a cloth map, but it was, like, super junky. Was it cloth in the way that those uh, Fallout 76 bags were cloth? <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a great way to put it. I feel like it was worse than that. Yeah. Uh, it had a what they call a three-snap um, a three-snap model of the of the ship. And which oh, is, yeah, which yeah. Is, again, super low detail, like, just like ugly. It came with ten character figurines that are like I don't know three inches. They look like they were three D printed and they're all unpainted. Like the box art that they came in 
for the figures were cooler than the figures were. I'm not gonna lie. The the unpainted figure to me is so uninteresting. Like I remember the Overwatch edition game with that unpainted Soldier seventy six. I was like, wouldn't this be like eighty times cooler if it were painted? Yeah, it would have been really cool if it was painted. The um, the other problem with the Soldier, or the thing about Soldier seventy six was it was um, green and like bronze, yeah. so it was like old old bronze or whatever. Yeah. So like at least it had a little bit of like an attempted style. These are literally just like gray. <laughs> like they came out of a three D printer. They, and they came out of up. a three D printer like minutes before they put them in the box, and they're like, we ain't got, we don't have time to to print these, so we're screwed. But um, so anyways, the figures, and then and then the um, only thing that. Obviously, it comes with the super deluxe edition of the game, which is your $100 edition of the mm-hmm. game. So when you subtract the game out of that, which comes with the season pass and the DLC, um, let's subtract it out. So now we're talking about $150 bucks for what we're talking about. Okay, Still not worth it. Okay, the, 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 du- the dumbest thing it came with, and, I, and you can watch my stream. I, I, I opened this thing up on Facebook on Grim the Dino. The first thing you pull out of the crate is this box. There is this like rectangular thin box, and it has a V on there and like some really cool artwork. And then both both like sides flip open into this like this display, and in the middle lays this like box that you pull out, and it's it's the cover art of the game, but it's a cardboard box. I was like, oh, this is probably where my DLC is. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is a lot of display here for this bo- little box inside. I open the box, it's empty. And that's when okay. I realized, oh, this is a placeholder because my video game that's a steel case is designed to fit in here so I could put it on display. Okay. There's literally a piece of cardboard with a hole in the middle of it to hold my steel case in case I want to like create a shrine for my steel case of the game Borderlands 3. Like that was one of the pieces inside the loot box. I was like, "Cool, dumb, <laughs> so dumb." So the only thing, um, the only thing that I really did like, and it's, it's not good enough to to warrant keeping this, um, is the lithographs. Mm-hmm. The lithographs were really cool. The style of the artwork is they're all like painted, and um, they're really neat. You know, as I've as I've grown to like flack my 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 choice hunter that I picked. I I um I did like those, but honestly, I pulled the game. Here's where it gets real. Man, we really should have saved. I guess maybe we shouldn't have saved this for the end. Like, let's get the negative out of the way. When I opened the box, there's a sleeve on it, and I took the sleeve off, and there's a box that I'm gonna open. Mm-hmm. That box was gorgeous. It had some amazing artwork on it. I opened that box, and there's the loot crate. What's I, the loot crate made out of plastic? Plastic. Yeah. I removed the loot crate. And I realized there's something in the box still that's not in the loot crate. What do you think it was? Your game? It was the game. Not in the loot crate box. Why do you think that weird little cardboard display thing didn't have the game in it? Because they weren't ready to ship? Nope. I'm going to give you one more piece of information and I want you to piece it together. Okay. When I op- took the sleeve off, there were two seals I had to break. But what I noticed is that they were seals on top of broken seals. It was a second set of seals that were on top of a broken set of seals. So what do you think happened? On the, the game had a broken set of seals? On the box. Like when I took the sleeve off, 
Oh, they forgot to put it in. Did they forget to put it in? Think about this. Or were they not going to put it in? Gearbox didn't put it in. 2K didn't put it in. Oh, GameStop had to put the copies in? Because this copy was just a generic super deluxe copy. So what would happen is this collector's edition was sent to GameStop, and then literally they cut the seals, put the game in, closed the box, resealed them. Wow. Hence why inside of the sealed loot chest was this cardboard display that had a fake copy of the game that then you could go and put it in there. Why wouldn't they just ship it with the game in? I don't know. I guess, okay, if this is getting made in China in a factory and it's direct shipping to the GameStop, I guess there's a logistical... There's a logistical extra stop in having to... This is to- just... A, and to me, this is the thing... And I don't have 100% proof that this is the game stopped it in and it wasn't sent to Gearbox and Gearbox did it or whatever, right? But but this has happened numerous times with GameStop exclusives. Where like I get a I get a collectible but I realize like the game's just thrown in the side of the box. Like versus like getting like a real collectible like hell even using a game that like we don't care too much about metal gear solid 5 i bought the collector's edition you open it up and there's this you know there's the actual arm from from uh, snake and in it is the game and all this stuff it's all built together when i bought horizon zero dawn when god of war those were all collect legitimate collector's editions when i buy these gamestop bullshit it's almost like hey we paid a bunch of money to have this like exclusive piece of junk and then we just throw the game next to it and this is, like, to me, this is why GameStop has all the problems it has, because these things, it's just, it's presentation, and it's like, it just gives me the wrong feel when I look down at my box and I go, did someone open this already? Why is there seals over the seals? Well, when you, when you pay for something premium, yeah, you expect a premium experience, and just having the game loose in the larger box, to me, doesn't feel like a premium experience. Yeah. And then the loot crate itself is not pretty looking. It's not cool looking. Like you, like I haven't played a ton of Borderlands, but the the loot chests that I've come across, there's some really wild looking ones. This is the most ugly, yeah, give, basic chest I've ever seen. Give us the red one with the skulls on it that you interact with like yeah, really early on in the exactly. game. Exactly. Instead, and you can see this in the picture on Twitch.tv/slash GameZone Media. The corners. Do you see how the corners are like gold? Yeah. They're cut out. And I mean, when they're cut out, they're cut out all the way to the edge. They're, those are like inserts. And those inserts are legitimately, they remind me of like sharp plastic that you would find like cable, like cable guiding, like stuff that we would stick on the bottom of our studio table here yeah. and run cables through. And I kid you not, when I first stuck my hand in the box, I cut my, I cut my hand trying to get this thing out. And I was like, well, that that's stupid. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's just garbage. The, um... The latches barely stay up, and then to open the box feels like you're going to break it. And then it's just literally, it's just a thin piece of plastic box that's just like, okay, um, this is this is like the worst. It was one of the worst collector's edition experiences I've had. And that that's it's super sad because we're coming off of a franchise I really love, and we're coming off of like the a handsome collection claptrap edition that was like one of the coolest. That I, and and premium like I remember removing the sleeve, and and the claptrap and the Borderlands symbol and everything was like gold with like with like mm. like 
sparkles and shit in it, and then I open it up, and the foam that, that that's holding the claptrap is like stamped in a bre- and, and, and like the manufacturer that created claptrap, it was shipping it in. Like all those little details that really made for a cool experience. And I get it, the thing cost four hundred dollars, and it's back in you know its heyday, but. It was the effort that was put into even just the presentation of, of opening your purchase that made all the difference. So it wasn't a pre-sequel. It was a handsome collection. Mm-hmm. But um, sorry, we, we, uh, Mickey's trying to look something up for us. But the um, yeah, it just I was really bummed out. It didn't slow me down from playing the game at all. And we can get into that now. But I mean, the claptrap edition compared to this being the, the most recent collector's edition that, that Gearbox had done was like yeah that one right there that second photo that was like the just no no comparison and so I remember messaging Invalid because Invalid actually pre-ordered this um, and was going to buy it and cancelled it and I was like dude be thankful you cancelled this you would have been so mad that you spent the money on this, that it just it wouldn't even. Oh, I would have felt so bad. And anybody that did buy this, I'm I am sorry. If you like it, cool. You know, I you know, but at the same time, you have to understand that there's no way like this thing is going to be clearanced at GameStop in a, no times flat because the the price point on it is insane for what you get. I mean, when I, if you paid $400 for Claptrap Edition, you got a remote control powered by your phone that had a gyroscope built into it. So literally you had a Claptrap that was riding around on one wheel that had a camera built into it. So you could literally drive around and see where you were going. A, a really cool tech toy. Yeah, a cool tech toy with a really nice, uh, unique steel case that you couldn't get by just buying... The super deluxe, like I can in this particular situation, and a ton of lithographs and and you know and stuff like that. But I would, yeah, I would take the the handsome collection um, claptrap edition over and over and over again, over whatever you want to call this, which is super disappointing because with the big return of Borderlands and all the hype and all and all of the stuff that was going on, I really expected for them to also just knock this out of the park, and it was a complete swing and miss. So, but enough, enough about that. Let's actually get into the game because, uh, we have both put in hours and hours and we are having a great time. That's true. Now, again, we asked for some questions in our discord and we have a couple from our man, the Sphinx, who is a host of the last action podcast. And, um, some of this will be a good starting point for our conversation today about Borderlands three, uh, you know the actual gameplay and then another one is an observation i had and i'm it's very interesting that he said it so i want to talk about it so uh he says what up fellas i'm curious on your initial thoughts on the game and who uh you selected to be your volt hunters we'll talk about that also he he says i'm not the greatest gamer in the world but i found borderlands 2 to be very difficult however so far borderlands 3 i've yet to find that uh i found that the leveling seems a lot quicker and he's yet to really die uh, have we had a similar reaction to the game? Game on, boys, from the Sphinx. Now, he brought he brought up that fact, and I will at least say initially, 
I've died a lot less. I thought I was attributing that to me picking a vault hunter that I'm good with and me being better at Borderlands than because when I first started playing Borderlands 2, I died all the time. Um, so I was confident that it was me, and now I'm not. Maybe this game is just easier. What do you think, Grim? I mean, I haven't died a lot. I've definitely gone down and, and had to do second wind. Mm -hmm. Is that what we're talking? Like you're talking die die. I've like straight up died a few times. Yeah. Not nearly as much as I did playing Borderlands 2. I've only died a couple times, and they were all like crazy flukes where it was like I killed the last guy, and I was like, just stopped playing. You know, like just kind of took a break and realized that there's characters that when they die, they drop like these giant bombs. Yeah. And I was literally sitting on top of one and wasn't paying attention and blew up. But um, that's the only time I've really died because I had no one to kill to get second wind. I feel like maybe the guns right out the gate. Um, are they're they're hitting harder? Yeah, and so I'm chunking out people. Where like if I go down and they have a full health bar, I still feel like I'm I'm okay. Yeah, and so maybe that's what it is. I feel like you know this game is on a newer platform, so they're able to put more um, bad guys on the screen with you. So mm -hmm. I feel like you have more to aim at, more to target. Where maybe before you were like scrounging around for that one that one enemy to kill to get back up. Um, so I don't know. I mean, the game does feel challenging to me still. Like, I feel like I'm taking a ton of damage and I do worry sometimes where I'm like, I got to get into some cover or I got to go take, I got to go let my shield recharge. So I don't want to sit there and say it's easy, but, um, but yeah, I mean, compared to two, you know, like we're coming, I, for him, it's interesting because he played a little bit of two, and then now he's playing three. For me, yeah, he just played two within the last like yeah. six to eight months. So for me, like we're, I would consider us veterans of the franchise. So you know, we knew we have some things that we expect. Like we know that when you go down, like it's okay, it's not over yet. You know, like there's so there's those situations that like we don't panic maybe the same way that that someone that hasn't experienced this franchise a ton would, and. Um, I'm also playing when I'm playing solo. I'm you know I'm playing my Vault Hunter, which is Flack, which is the Beastmaster. I, I technically have a companion that even if I'm down and out of bullets, if my companion takes someone mm. down, I'm back up. Yeah, that's super helpful. So so you know there is that um, support level that even even riding solo for me, and yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess so, but. It doesn't feel too, it doesn't feel too easy for me, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I guess so. I, we talked about it earlier, though. I thought there is a learning curve at this game that, in certain ways, that um, I've struggled with, and, yeah. and necessarily, and it bugged me a little bit. But I will say, at least when talking to the level of difficulty, I got to a boss. Uh, I'm not going to describe the boss, but I got, I got to a boss, played, uh, made three attempts to beat the boss, and said. I guess I have to go level. And I was just under leveled for this and wasn't even coming close. Was this the was this like the first boss? No, no. This is a a side quest with oh, okay. a boss. Okay. Um that's it's it's the area that's just slightly further than where you're at. Oh, okay. Um and I was like, well, screw this. I I, I literally have to go probably gain four levels before I felt like I could solo kill this boss. I was getting rocked. Now level wise, were you equal? I was two below, which isn't crazy for a boss battle. Yeah. So I was four, you know, fourteen, and it was sixteen, and I was like, this isn't this isn't working out for me. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, and I mean, you think of you think of Borderlands back in the day when you start to push two, three, four levels uh, mm-hmm. ahead of you. Like it, it, the challenge grew, and yeah. it didn't mean you couldn't do it, but you would have to get you'd have to be smart about it. You weren't gonna you weren't gonna run and gun and and just melt people. Absolutely, so, you had to have a good hiding place. So, yeah. so Sphinx, I, I I'm confident that you are going to find some difficulty here along the way. You, I think you're you said you're level seven, so give it a few more levels, and I think you'll find the the challenge. The skill level ramps up after your initial start. Plus, I think as you and did he mention what his vault hunter was? Uh, no, he didn't mention which hunter. Okay. He picked. The thing I've noticed in um, Miggy, I think he's trying to say something on. Um, maybe we can allow that, but anyways, sorry, we got I got our mods on Twitch here that are uh, blocking people's comments, but Sphinx is listening in to our answer right now. Live on twitch.tv slash gameslowmedia. The thing that I was going to say, though, is that you're at seven, and that's really at that point where you're starting to get enough skill points to start building on a tree. Yeah. And the new thing of the game with the side perks, once you hit certain levels and you gain an extra perk, is that you really start to make some interesting moves. So, like, example, my beast, Mr. Chu, is his name. Uh, and yes, you can change that, but his name is Mr. Chu right now, and he's a skag. When he uh, does damage, I heal. Uh, when he does damage, I gain frenzy stacks. I can hold up to 10 frenzy stacks. Each frenzy, sta- frenzy stack gives me a percentage of damage uh, that I get to do on top of my normal damage. Wow. So things... so. When you start to play with those combinations and you can switch them pretty freely as far as how you want to build them out and try different combinations, it really does either like um, when you when you start to hit those difficult points where things like you say, you hit that boss, you're, hit, you're finally hitting that first wall. Um, how do you overcome it? It's like, yeah, you, you go grind a little bit. Absolutely. You're going to have those side missions that will help you do that. And then at the same time, you look at your loadout and you go. How can I respec? How can I maybe get a little bit more out of my character? For me, mine was how can I get more out of my animal yeah. that can go distract people, and then I can go. If anything, it's funny. My animal does the damage. I'm like the, I'm the support character. I I have a bunch of tools that I've that I've crafted you know that I've crafted with my guns that just erase shields Mm -hmm. and then i let him do the actual damage and then i'll come in and try to like last shot him or something and so it's you know again very different than your hunter or your hunter that you picked when you can get into that now but i think um i think they did a smart job making the game a little bit more accessible as far as difficulty at the beginning to prep you as it's probably going to scale pretty aggressively is what I'm expecting. Yeah. So I I went with Zane Flint, who we've met his brothers before in a, in, in the previous game. So I thought that was kind of a cool tie-in that he's yeah. he's like Captain Flint's little brother, and um, he so he's the operative. And the the thing that really drew me in with this character is you have the ability to have two action skills equipped by sacrificing your ability to throw grenades. So instead of having grenades, I can throw out a drone that hunts people down and kills them and covers for me. And I also uh, am using the clone where mm-hmm. I can digestruct a clone and eventually you can get 
um, the ability to teleport to where the drone is. So with the drones covering, you can you can move around really quickly. Uh, not the drone, the clone. You can move around really quickly by teleporting back and forth. So you you can cover a lot of ground. You can move around really quick. You can flank, you know, all, all on your own. So I can throw my clone and my drone out, and I'm just controlling the battlefield and moving around. And I really like that, which it's actually different than my playstyles have been before because in Borderlands 2, I was a gun zerker. So I was in your face, uh, two guns out, just loading bullets into everything. And when I played the pre-sequel, I played most of it as Athena, who was the uh, the guardian. She had a shield and a sword. And you threw, you know, you, you absorb bullets with the shield and you threw it back at people. So this is a really different play style and I was excited to try it. Um, what I've been doing with my skill tree is because I lose the ability to throw grenades, you can equip different skills as you go along that supplement your ability to actively choose when you throw a grenade and allow my clone to throw grenades or my drone to drop grenades or eventually I can get grenade regeneration that I can burn grenades to power up my clone. And to me, that was like a really interesting mechanic to take away this feature, but then give that power up to my clone and my drone to make them stronger. And I currently have an ability where it's, it's up to 20% of the time, the first shot from a, a magazine of bullets could randomly throw a grenade. Oh, so, nice. so one in every five times that I reload, I'm going to throw a grenade at random, which it makes things really chaotic. It, it's all of a sudden I'm getting damage boosts that I wasn't expecting because I'm not relying on the grenades. And so I, I estimate I've probably played close to six to seven hours, if not a little bit more of this game. And at least from my extensive experience on two and the pre-sequel so far, Zane is my favorite vault hunter I've ever played. I really like the options. I like I like the the play style and I'm just having a lot of fun with the character. So I guess my initial fir first impression is I'm, I'm really having a good time with the character. and I'm really glad I picked him. Yeah, I mean, I played uh, Mordecai for one, mm -hmm. Zero for two, Claptrap for three for pre sequel, which was a mistake, and <laughs> then mistake. and then for three uh, is the Beastmaster Flack, and I think I think I can say that as well as the Flack has been super enjoyable. I just feel like this game, there's more thought. I don't want to talk anything bad about the game. Like I've loved Borderlands, but I feel like there's definitely more depth to these to these hunters than previous games. I think they're working them into the story more yes. directly this yes. time, which is, uh, well, I guess maybe the next thing we can move on to talk about is the story in this. Without we're we're trying to avoid spoilers in this, but can I say we'll make one more point sure. about Sphinx question with difficulty? Is that I think you can agree with this simply is that from the first planet to the second planet is a jump. You instantly notice the difficulty increase. Absolutely. So if you're feeling like the beginning is easy. Just wait, because it definitely, it definitely, like all of a sudden, you're like, oh, everything I I have is not as good as I thought it was. <laughs> you feel very weak when you get to that second plan. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, you know, the story again, w without trying to to spoil things, um, the story seems like it's a more cohesive narrative that you're pulled right into. So I started at Borderlands 2. I've never actually played Borderlands 1, which we've talked about a few times on the show. Just the time period and when I got into the series, it just it hadn't, hadn't happened for me. And I know when I got dropped into 2, I had no idea what was going on. Mm -hmm. And it took until 
Like, I was at Sanctuary meeting the Crimson Raiders, which, because I found that game very difficult, it was my return to shooters after not playing one since, like, Red Faction. Right. You know, like, I was relearning how to play shooters. It took me a long time to just get to that point and meet up with these people. And it's it's still... The narrative of Borderlands 2 didn't suck me into the world as much as the actual world itself sucked me into the game and with borderlands 3 i feel like the story they're doing such a good job building it right away and establishing the narrative that's what's driving me here because i already know the world well you know yeah exactly i mean there's there's parts of this game that we don't know with obviously the um you know, this is, I don't think this is a major spoiler at all, but the intergalactic travel, right? Yeah, like, we're know, going to different planets. We're going to different yeah. planets, but, but yeah, like, you know the world, and you know, obviously, a lot of these characters, and but but you're right, the way that they're going about the story is they, they unlike the previous games, one or two... Um, or the pre-sequel. Or pre-sequel, they really focused on the story... And using this, those those characters that you're so familiar with, and integrating them into the story, and then the the key part that you said is there, the way they've integrated you. Mm-hmm. I've never felt in previous games that me as a vault hunter was like anything special. I was just this like character that was running around and an errand boy, for the most part. Yeah, this is like I'm part of the story. I feel like I feel like I have an impact. To this story, I feel like I have a purpose, and 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 I'm like there's things that I want, you know, like to me there's things that I want that I don't to, at this point I don't know if I'll if I am going to get the opportunity to to do, yeah, but I want them, so I'm so like I'm driven to to push the story because I want to see if it'll happen, and so that's uh, it, that is something new to me, like that I don't re- necessarily remember from the previous Borderlands, and it's a good thing. Absolutely. I still feel like it is Borderlands. The comedy is there. The characters are there. The, sub, the support characters are amazing. The, the world is beautiful. How do you make cell shading look even better? Don't know, but they did it, right? Like, yeah. how, how HDR 4K cell shading like, doesn't make any sense to me. It works. It's there. But um, on top of it all, like you said, is that they seem to be layering in what, what is right now shaping up to be a very interesting story. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think in this game, they did a good job making the side quests feel meaningful, fun, and diverse. Because in previous Borderlands, side quests felt so, go fetch this thing, go kill this person, return to me. They felt yeah. like in the pre-sequel, it was really bad. Like yeah. the, the the side quests in the pre-sequel were like, just really beat you down. And this one, every side quest that I'm doing at least is humorous or it adds something unique. Maybe they, without spoiling it, uh, you have to play the entire level, entire mission in a different visual style. Yes. You know, there's things like that that happen. Yes. Um, they're just doing a good job making the side quests not feel mundane, but feel like something you want to go and do. Now, there are some that I've kind of been like, this was a, this was everything. It was it was typical. Go here, kill this person. Go find this thing, kill this person, return. But some of them are feeling 
more diverse and more fun to play. And in an open world game, I expect some of them, like some are not going to be as good as others. Yeah. But um, that mission that you just referenced is one I was thinking of when, when you brought it up. And then the other one would be what, what normally would be a, a mundane like task that also is quite a quite large uh, side quest where you're collecting items. Mm-hmm. But And then normally you would just turn them in. And you get your experience, and you'd be like, oh, that was boring, and you leave. Does this one involve Claptrap? Yes. Okay, yeah, that one was fun. Yeah, so, like, you know, they, they've figured out how to add a little bit more to it. It's and detail. It, and they de- add yeah. detail to yeah. what you're doing to pay off. Yeah. It's not just about getting XP or receiving a rare gun for doing it. Yeah. You get a little little bit of interaction, a little bit of detail at the end. Yeah, and and the interesting piece of it, and not again, not trying to give anything away, but the interesting piece of it is that my outcome it can be different than your outcome. Yeah. So there so I I'm going to say this and I, I'm gonna talk about this in the least spoilery way possible. So I won't tell you any story elements, but I want to talk about a game element that I've just experienced. You're close to getting to, um, and it's a design element I want to talk about, but I won't tell any of the story. So if anyone's really worried, I guess skip ahead a minute. I've found a side quest that's unlike any other side quest I've ever done because I'm being pulled into an area that's a contained area that's massive. You get dropped into this. Here's your quest. You, you you have this giant quest in this contained area that's really big that you need to go do. It builds an entire section of the map that I have no idea if you do anything else in this section of the map. But I got dropped in here, and essentially, it's a whole city of people trying to murder you. <laughs> it's like nuts. Everywhere you turn, there's bandits and psychos everywhere, and it's a whole city. And you have to accomplish a really big task. And it is just a side quest. I don't know if this, it's not part of the main story. And I'm like, why is this such a big part of the game that's not part of the main story? Because it, sh- it feels like it should be because it's so big. And I'm playing it and I'm like, this is one of the most fun things I've ever done in Borderlands. And and you're, clo- I, you're close to having that available to you. Yeah. And so again, I, I this. The story I, I completely left out, but it, it, if there's more f- creativity like that in side quests to come, I, I can't wait because that portion of the game I spent, you know, over an hour working on that side quest and just, man, it was so cool. Yeah, I mean, like like we've already said, the, a lot of the missions I've played from, from main story missions to side missions have been very rewarding and just fun to the point where, like... You know, I'm just either hanging out with friends or or my wife who's playing it, and and this is cool too because we haven't been we haven't been able to play a game together in a while because we're all we're both we're kind of on different pages right now as far as like the games that are out and what we want to play. So the fact that we now have this game, it's been that's been nice to kind of um, hang out and, and game together again. But um, the uh, the interesting piece of this of this game is just it's it's been a while. I mean, Spider Man kind of did this for me. I want to go do everything. Oh, like yeah. like when when I know that the main mission is that way, I go the opposite directions to make sure there's no explanation point to grab a side mission from whoever. Like I want to look 
and I'm opening every loot box there is and every every cardboard box and every toilet because and like I'm I'm really like I've been I've been uh, starved of what of what Borderlands and the true loot shooter is for so long since Borderlands 2 and yes I've replayed Borderlands 2 because of the handsome collection but I'm thinking originally the Borderlands 2 launch that I'm realizing how much fun I'm having and how like like yes I want to progress but I also don't want to necessarily miss something because you know I pushed main story and now I can't go back to that area yeah so I'm um I'm really into it I'm I'm really enjoying it uh I, at that at this point, I, I, if it's okay with you, I do want to did want to mention the couple problems I've been having. The one last thing that I want to hit on that was a big positive. Yeah, the gunplay oh, feels God. so refined in this game. It it just it feels tighter and more crisp, and the even the gun sound effects are beefier. That's what I was gonna say. Everything just feels really good about this. Yeah. And again, it's a big leap. And I played the pre-sequel, and that was basically just more Borderlands 2. And so it just really felt like this was actually a leap in 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 quality, and it... I don't know, if you, if you haven't played it yet, but you're used to Borderlands 2, when you hop into this, you're just right away gonna go, wow, this feels better yeah so it took me a minute because i went obviously from gears 5 and putting in almost 30 hours in gears 5 to switching to borderlands and and there was definitely an adjustment to go from third person to first person from a very tactical coverage shooter to a wild spray and pray nutty nutty game but i did notice right away the the uh you know the guns and the uniqueness of the guns and the sounds of the gun. Like, it's like every time I picked up a different pistol, it's like I got 10 different pistols on me. They all sound different. They all look incredible. And they all have unique, goofy features to them. And so, like, the the the, the generator that they've created, um, once again here in Borderlands, but on a bigger scale than ever, is just making these guns that are just, I mean, these are basic white, green, blue guns no. that are so much fun. I felt like in previous games, you had to get to the purples. You had to get to the oranges. You had to get to the, you know, the, the exotic weapons to really start getting, like, some really cool stuff. I already feel that way. The first time I got a um, smart dart tracking gun, mm. I don't know if you got to try yes. one of those yet. Like, you literally, you switch on the, the dart, you hit the dart on somebody, it auto-switches back to the bullets, and then you could aim 180 degrees away from it, like, fifth element style, and all the bullets just curl back to them and hit them. It's one of my favorite guns I have. It's so all the time. cool. It's so much fun. Um, the first time I picked up an SMG, and I was like, well, this is a weird-looking SMG, and it, it, shooted, it shot, like, a laser beam. And I could switch the... the um, uh, feature of shock or corrosive or whatever of this beam but it was using smg ammo like very unique stuff the first time you threw a gun out, when we were playing together and you threw a gun and, and the gun started to bounce it was going ow ow <laughs> yeah. and then it exploded into 20 mini guns and they were ow 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 ow, ow <laughs> and they were all grenades yeah I was like, "This is Borderlands. This yep. is the. This is what I love about Borderlands. 
Um, the people that haven't played Borderlands, this is what you don't like. You you look at a game, and you're like, oh, it's cartoony looking. Oh, I'm not into Fortnite. Like, but this is that aspect that no that you don't know until you actually play Borderlands. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. the the gun The guns and and the visuals for the guns and the sound effects are huge improvements, and I've been really enjoying them. Let's talk the ugly. Let's talk about things. Yeah. things that are let down. You know, so we were talking about problems at launch and stuff, and I we are playing this on the PlayStation. Um, so we both are. I run a PS4 Pro. You run a standard. Yes. And um, I've experienced problems that you haven't experienced. Yeah, and I and, have the better system theoretically, and I have experienced problems you haven't experienced. Okay, but I have theories on that. Yeah. So what I'm noticing on my side, and I have not tried to adjust some of the settings that I get because I'm on a pro, so I might be able to correct this, so I'll probably play around with it tonight, is texture loading issues. So we talk about how beautiful the game is. I've never seen cell shading look so pretty. But every time I load into something, it's ugly. It's, it's, it looks like it's a PlayStation 1. It's flat bland with no detail and then like you, you have to wait a second and then all of a sudden it's like chunk 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 and then there's the detail you mean like playing borderlands 2 on the vita yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like an example i have is uh walking in and and seeing a character that uh very well known so i don't think there's any spoiler here but but I, but moxie mm -hmm. and if you don't know who she is look her up she looked like <laughs> she looked like Laura Croft from PS One. You mean she had cone boobs? Cone everything, cone <laughs> face. Like her nose was a cone. Everything uh. was cones, and then it like loaded in, and she was this super HD, high def, beautiful woman. And then I'm like, why does it keep doing this? And so I, that that's the problem that I that I've had uh, with this game. That's been frustrating me is just like performance. Of, for visuals, and again, I'm coming from Gears 5, which was, and I didn't really talk about this, it was gorgeous, that I didn't have those problems, and I was playing on the Xbox One X. And so, like, when I play on the Xbox One X and I play on the PS4 Pro, like, I I put them at the same level, even though, yes, the... Um, the X is stronger. The X is stronger. They're still both, like, the Pro edition of their, of their you know, console. And so, Gears ran... You know, yes, we had the bugs we talked about, but Gears visually looked amazing. And, I, like, Borderlands has been slightly disappointing me. Now, I have no idea that, it, like, I could buy this on the Xbox One X and have the same problem. It could be an issue that needs to be patched by Gearbox, right? But, but just my experience recently of being on the X with Gears and having a very fun visual experience and then going over to Borderlands and being like, come on, come on, like, you could do a little bit better. Like, just load it up. Like, what's the issue here? Because, like, um, flying into the new planet. You only get to see that once. You, you can't re replay it, right? Mm -hmm. It's a loading screen. Yeah. I got to watch it all in low res. Mm. And it was supposed to be this, like, kind of grand entrance. And I was like, well, that's, uh, that's kind of lame, you know? Yeah. So it's stuff like that that... Um, not a deal breaker. I'm having a lot of fun, but I, I definitely am noticing it. But you've had the, a very different situation. So the the only loading issues I've had is sometimes when I hop over to my like skill tree from other parts of the menu, that won't load, and I have to hop back and forth a couple of times to get it to load. 
a minor inconvenience, all things considered, compared to textures not loading in the game not looking good. The issue I'm having is well, you and I were playing for a little bit, and I was like, man, I'm getting some lag. Like, I can't move right. And then it happened to me while I was playing on my own a couple times. Like, no, it's not lag. It's like an input delay that's happening sometimes. Like, the game is, like, sort of locking up. And things are still going on, but I can't move or I can't aim or I can't shoot or I'm trying to activate one of my skills and I have to hit the button four times for my skill to trigger. Guess what? I almost died because it wasn't triggering because I needed it to save me because I'm not good at video games. And I was like, what is going on? I've had to reboot the game a couple times and then it worked. I have a theory on that. What's your theory? I don't want to tell you because you're going to shame me and yell at me. <laughs> oh, what's that? Uh, this game, I was gonna, I was gonna rectify this before I installed it, but I just didn't. This game is installed on my USB 3.0 external <laughs> <What>? hard drive. <laughs> what? Come no, on. It's not on my internal drive in my system. You it's probably have so many games on that system that this game deserves priority over. Yeah, you know, like Destiny 1. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh. still on my internal drive. Oh. I was going to move that over, and uh, I really thought I ordered the game on Amazon. I thought it was going to be at my house late, so I was going to need something to do. Uh, and then, no, it was there when I got home. So guess what I did? I just was like, ah, screw it. I'll move the data later. And I started playing it. And I, that's what I attribute to maybe the reason I'm having weird controller issues. It's possible. I mean, that, that's a possibility. But I've never had, like, Spider-Man is also installed on my external. And I've had a couple instances of lag that I attributed to it probably being on the, you know, USB 3.0 hard drive. Because I have a two terabyte drive. And again, we talked about that I have a standard playstations with a 500 gig hard drive right um so i uh, generally most games play really well off that hard drive but i can imagine borderlands 3 or spider-man some more visually intensive games struggling a little bit but i don't know that for sure but if anyone else has experienced that controller issue definitely uh chat at me in the discord i'm curious to know what the yeah the only other uh, problem i've run into minor is and maybe you agree with this is that um there's a lot of and I like this because we talked about how there's a lot of story and how it's driving you and things. There's a lot of dialogue that just kind of randomly fires off, and it'll happen at all weird times. So, yes. like, I'll go to I'll go find a recording, and I'll go to pick it up and put it in my Echo device and listen to it. And right when I pick it up, all of a sudden someone starts talking to me. It's happened to me four times. Yeah, and so because of that, the Echo never fires off. And, yes, I can go into the menus later and listen to the Echoes. But like I like when I grab an echo, I throw it in, and it's a backstory to you know this character or whatever. Yep. And so yeah, like it's happened a lot where like things kind of play over each other and cancel each other out. And I've actually had it where it canceled something out that like I couldn't replay, and I was like, oh well, no idea what they were gonna say, but <laughs> there's no going back now. And so that that's uh, but those, that's a minor thing, especially like everything we've said here that's that's happened. Let's just be thankful we're not on PC. Is it really bad on PC? I haven't even heard. Yeah, so the big thing that's going on on PC that I read about today is they have cloud save functionality, right? Yeah. And people that enabled the cloud save, it blew away their game. They lost all their progress. So let's say they played 15 hours of it, and then they're like, click enable cloud save. And Gone. <laughs> like, that would be crushing to me. I'd be like, oh, my God. You know, right? Oh. <laughs> Even like where we're at right now, that would hurt. That would sting. 
it wouldn't be the end of the world. We get back to where we were. But some people, when you know, like maybe it's a little bit of a treat. It's just more Borderlands for you. It's more Borderlands, but it would stay. I think it would sting a little bit because you have like your favorite items right now that you're not guaranteed to get again. Yeah, that's it's all true. random, right? So, um, yeah, it, that <laughs> that's what's going on PC right now. This. So if you're playing on PC and you haven't enabled cloud save. Uh, don't. I wouldn't right now. Thanks, Epic Game Store. Yeah, and if you wouldn't happen uh, if it was on Steam. If you have, <laughs> yeah, right. That, that's the argument. That, that's probably already out there. I'm sure. Uh, and then if you have and you've had success, you know, then good for you. But uh, there are a good amount of people reporting this. So damn. Yeah. But yeah, Borderlands Three. It's a good time. We're playing on the PS4. So if you're uh, if you are playing Borderlands Three on the PS4, join the Discord. Gameslobby.com. Right on the homepage, you can uh, click on that Discord button, talk with gamers from around the world every day, and we have that Looking For group channel where you can uh, try to group up with people like us or, or anybody in the community that's playing Borderlands and uh, have some fun. Absolutely. Yeah. But that's uh, this has been our attack on the news. This has been a really long gaming moment of the week. Yeah, but I think it was fun. This is a good yeah. show. Yeah, I mean, again, slow news week. We both had current gaming we wanted to talk yeah. a ton about. Everyone wants to know about Borderlands and Gears. Uh, Miggy, do you have any quick gaming moment of the week you wanted to hit us with? Player one Miggy, handling the video for us. Minecraft and a mobile game uh, Gundam Battle. Oh, that sounds terrible, man. Why are you doing all that to yourself? Uh, I've made better decisions than clearly you have. So. <laughs> oh, but that's not true. Uh, better I heard decisions is not meth, Mickey. It's not. I, I might rather do meth than play Minecraft. I'm just saying, people really like meth. It's been popular for a long time. So don't Minecraft, not Minecraft's been popular for a long time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Minecraft's been popular not as long longer. as not yeah. as long as meth. Popular with children, and meth's been around a long time, <laughs> and had a successful TV show about it. So, <laughs> um, I do want to say for my gaming moment, I just wanted to. Give a shout out to a few of the members in the community, friends. Um, first off goes to uh, Bobby. Bobby Lips uh, hooking me up with this Metroid shirt that you see me rocking today. Happy Metroid Monday, Bobby. Thank you for the t-shirt. Ah, yeah. It's a badass shirt. True. So. Thank you for, for the birthday gift. And then um, shout out to my good friend, Doug, who surprised me by shipping a box to my house. And um, in it was a birthday card that had no name on it, just happy birthday, buddy. And then a package. And I opened this package and instantly knew who, who this gift was from. And it was because it was from 1995 X-Men action figure of Havoc, my favorite my favorite. Only one person would Only get you that. Only one no person doubt. of this super, like, just yep. off, you know, Cyclops' yep. younger brother type deal. Uh, you know, so sealed in the package, super cool. You know, just put a big smile on my face. So, um, you know, thanks for those surprises. And, um, and my wife for, for continuing to surprise me. You know, she already obviously let me get the Gears system, you know, and I thought that was Thought that was it. It was a, that was a big purchase, but um, I got my Iron Man Marvel Team Liquid com, um, combo jersey. So I already had the Spider Man one. I wanted the Iron Man one. She got me that, and then a couple more uh, Metroid shirts that I will cycle through um, the next next couple shows here. So my small gaming moment of the week involved you. Oh man, is it really going to be a negative moment when I ghosted you? 
No, I'm not mad about you, Ghost. I mean, you wanted to play the game on your own for a bit. I understand wanting to play a game alone. I do. I you prefer do it all the game time. Most of the time. No. I understand you now. We went on a double date with our wives to Dave and Buster's. Oh, I don't want to thank you for that, though. You don't have to thank me for it. You don't have to thank me for anything. But I just wanted to say, we haven't been to Dave and Buster's in a while. There's one here in the city we record in, here in southeast Michigan. Yeah. And... There was a ton of new games, and a lot of them was fun, and yeah. we, it was half off Wednesday, so we played a ton of games, and the four of us had a really good time. Yeah, no, it was awesome, the you know double date slash birthday celebration that um, uh, Ethan L., here, uh, your your legal names. Um, it's, on, it's on the government paperwork. Yeah, threw, threw together for, for me and, and included my wife. Um, it was really an excuse to hang out with her. It was, yeah, you but know. it was a really good time. Uh, you know, The food was good, and... Like you said, I haven't been to Dave and Buster's in a couple, couple of years, God, probably. Yeah, a while because I just it wasn't. A lot of their games were like put in put in credits and hit a button and watch and then like hope, and that was like that was it. It was real basic and real boring and and not a ton of interaction. This time around, we got there and I think they I think that probably was something they realized because almost every game that we walked up to was like, hey, here's a digital like. Physical converts into digital bowling game. It was cool. Which was a really cool game. Here's you know here's um the uh, the piano game or the um what was I think or uh, the pan your panda karate game. Yeah, kung fu panda. Kung fu panda. Panda karate. Panda karate. Uh, giant the giant Galaga machine was like my was favorite thing sweet. I played. It was a giant LED board that was a original Galaga game. Yeah. I I know a lot of people may have seen the Space Invaders one that's been out for a couple years, but the Galaga one was new and I love that. Yeah, we played the new Halo arcade game. Halo arcade game, which I I knew um, some Dave and Buster's had, so I was hope when when you invite when we made these plans, I was hoping that they had it. They did. Um, it was a little underwhelming. It's a rail shooter. Yeah. But the scale of it and, and the, the quality of the OLED screens, the cool functionality of being able to scan your phone to keep your stats on your Xbox app, like those those were the things that I noticed um, and were how you can enjoy an arcade game and then still take something home with you. Yeah. And that's a new thing that we started to see because I started to see some mobile games that they've converted into... And that's nothing new, right? That they've converted yeah. into arcades. But what they're doing now is when you play um, Injustice. Yeah. They had an arcade there for Injustice that was based off of the mobile version of Injustice. But when you played it, not only did the character that you, a character card print out and you actually got like, like a card, like a collector's card, um, but also they all had the phone scanning stuff. So as you play the arcade machine and you scan your phone, things would happen to the Injustice game on your mobile app. But but why can't we have a real Injustice arcade cabinet? Like, I saw Injustice, like, oh, they have an Injustice arcade game? Like, I was like, Grim and I are about to kill each other on this. Yep. And I was like, it's mobile version of Injustice. Like, that's lame. That's give me a real Dave and Buster's didn't have any fighting games, but that's Dave and Buster's though. It's lame, Dave and Buster's. Like I feel like if you go to you know more of a like a barcade or something, you are going to get those traditional fighters. Yeah, a lot of them are older, but like you know, I, I, we don't have that arcade experience around here that 
Like, is there an MK11 arcade machine? Do you even know? No. The, the, any pictures you see online are ones that uh, NetherRealm commissioned to have custom built as either prizes oh. or props at their, like okay. for use at their events. There is not a commercially released. Oh. Uh, and, and Ed Boon said they have no intentions of making one because that would involve a separate build of the game that they weren't willing uh, to invest in because okay. that was a big thing when images of that came out online and was yeah. like oh they're bringing it back to the arcade and he's like well don't don't get too excited which was disappointing because i would love for mk11 to be yeah, a real think, arcade game yeah and even that like if you watch your fan base react the way that he did to mm. that isn't that a tell that like maybe maybe you know down the road you should consider something yeah. like this? it doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to just strip yeah. the online elements out of mortal kombat yeah. 11 and Ship it, ship a basic build of it off in the cabinet. Yeah, but I did find so, anyways, you know, without us dreaming what we would like, um, I did find it cool that they found that the interaction with your mobile phone of being able to scan it and potentially um, earn stuff in yeah. in your mobile game, even down to Crossy Roads, the game that we've enjoyed. Both we, we found out we, we learned what it was because of Dave and Buster's, we then played the app a ton. And then Disney bought it, right? Mm-hmm. And like I, I haven't touched it in a while, but but we went back to Dave and Buster's, and here's the Disney version of this game. And I noticed once again, you can scan your phone on it, and then like literally have the potential to unlock characters yep. by playing this arcade machine. It's like that's cool. I like that. No so, doubt. Yeah, I definitely walked away saying, man, I would come back here on like we were doing this on, like you said on a Wednesday because it was the half off day. I go, I would definitely do this again. Even on like on a regular basis, you know, maybe like once a month or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it was an excellent time. Yeah. But that's our gaming moments of the week. We want to know what yours are. Get in the get the Discord. So go to gamesellamedia.com, Follow the link and join our Discord community. Again, you're able to chat with gamers from everywhere in the world and uh, a lot here in uh, in Southeast Michigan. So because <laughs> that is where we're based, and uh, we love meeting up, having parties, gaming together. It's a yeah. good place to meet gamers. You know where you can meet gamers and have a good time? The Morelli Video Gaming Tournament happening October 5th in Westland. Go to GameZillaMedia.com to register and learn more. If you have any questions, uh, you can email info at GameZillaMedia.com. And if myself or Grim do not know the answers, of course we'll get you connected with the glitch. It's his tournament. He can answer any questions that you have. We'd be happy to, to get you in contact uh, with him, and uh, you know, again, it's available. Uh, there's space in our Discord to chat about the Morelli Gaming Tournament, and of course, the, it benefits uh, the Michigan Humane Society. So, help some animals. We like animals around here. Yeah. Well, if you enjoyed this podcast, there is plenty more content where this comes from. We have shows all around every day of the week, almost. So, um, Legend of Retro. You like you like old school video games. You yep. want to learn about them. You like what Xander had to say about gears. Yeah, you think you think uh, you think you know everything about a video game. I challenge you to go listen to some of these episodes and find and actually learn something new because I own a lot of these games. I know a lot about them, and these guys still teach me stuff. So um, it's 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 a really cool show. They've they've done a great job with it. The retro relapse segment is fantastic, where they actually get to play a game, break it down, talk about it. Um, from good games to god awful games, they cover it all. So um, Legend of Retro every Thursday. Yep. Last Action Podcast. They cover action movies, and uh, I don't. They have a great time. They take you through uh, synopsis of the movies, talk about some of the actors, talk about high points, low points. You'll have a great time. Last Action Podcast. Sneak out a little, a little snippet here. Yeah. 
there's somebody that hasn't made an appearance on their show yet that may have scheduled something. Is it you, Grim? I don't know. You, it, you don't know, or you're choosing not to say? Is it? <laughs> I, they're, they're, they're finally uh, covering the movie Barbed Wire, and you're going to talk about it? No, we're just going to cover the VIP TV show. <laughs> uh, you, you, see, you're not too old in your old age. You still you still transition from one Pam Anderson uh, yeah. IP to another Pam yeah. Anderson IP. So you, you still There's only two, so I nailed it. <laughs> Baywatch. I know. I'm I kidding. think it might have been a Baywatch movie. Um, Does that fall into the action movie though? Baywatch. Oh, there's action. VIP for sure. Barbed wire. Man, we should do barbed wire. Last action, guys. Let's do barbed wire. Yeah. I, I, I already have them uh, verbally committed to doing a ton of movies that they have to <laughs> they have Very to have good. me on. So uh, Noiseland Arcade, it's our Simpson podcast hosted by Craig WK and the Arcade Phantom. Uh, and of course, everyone knows about our hit Noobs and Dragons. Season yeah. two has just begun. So we want a fresh adventure as Dungeon Master Craig WK takes a whole new group of noobs on an adventure. Yeah, I um, just to clarify, I've, I've received a few questions about it because people have gotten into the new season and they're like, wait, where is the original cast? Think of this like a true detective style where each season is kind of its own contained um, event. So this is a separate group. It doesn't mean that things might not happen um, that are connected between seasons, that, that if you've listened to everything, you can start to enjoy the fact of maybe some decisions that happen in season one or affecting people in season two, things like that that you can really enjoy. So... Um, yeah, season two. It's been it's been a lot of fun to listen to it from not being on the show. You know, like uh, I'm a, I'm just a fan right now, enjoying this and seeing what people thought of me. Probably when they listen to me uh, struggle my way through. Uh, also. We're on YouTube. Search Gamezilla Media on YouTube. Uh, you know our man, Player One Mickey here is getting videos up there. Uh, we have a bunch of good stuff to watch. So uh, I don't know if you're on your phone pooping at work or something. Watch some Gamezilla Media clips. Yeah, like go to go right there right now and watch some PAX West clips because uh, Mickey put a lot of work into those, and we got some really cool stuff that we got to see at convention. You know, see what PAX is like uh, on the on the convention floor. Uh, streamers, we have a ton of streamers. Grim does some streaming. I'm on Mixer now. We know, we know. Player Woo. One, Miggy gets it in with some with some streaming. A lot of good streamers go to uh, our Discord. That's where all of our stream channels get posted uh, with live notifications. Craig WK has been uh, streaming on the daily in the morning. So wake up with Craig WK. Uh, go to GameZillaMedia.com. Read the blogs. And uh, damn, that's the show. That's it. So thanks for hanging out on episode 278 of the Games Little Podcast. We'll see you next time. And remember, we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game, game on. on.